Hello and welcome. Are we not? Hello and welcome to FDT TV. This hope, this hope, this week, hosted by none other than Barry White. Um, he's joined by yeah. two other people uh, who are over that side of the screen. I'm Mike, and I'm Phil with a disappearing hand. And I'm not really Barry White. I've just got a cold. Um, <laughs> don't sing too much. We get copyrighted. <laughs> <laughs> right this week we've got a lot fitting because there has been a lot that has gone on during derby games essentially um but before we get started with that over the last 28 days we've had a lot of views um but only 74 percent of you are subscribed uh so we're going to get it in early there is a button down below that says subscribe click on it um, bing, bing. Oh, no nothing more to be said if you're listening to the audio only version then go over to our youtube channel uh which is if you type in fdt dash tv you'll see our big yellow cup uh press subscribe it's much appreciated uh and it allows us to know if we're doing the right sort of things get involved That being said, we had some good goals at the weekend. Um, Phil, as always, on Twitter, run a little poll. Uh, what was what was your poll this week, Phil? Well, I chose three good goals from the weekend. There was a fair a number of goals as well to choose from. We had Amadola Lookman for Fulham, who actually scored a goal. There was a pretty good goal. He took on half the field and... Had a good little finish. Um, Fernandez, Man United, and it wasn't a penalty, so I thought I'd actually put one in that <laughs> wasn't a penalty, even though he did miss one as well. And then you had Lanzini, who put a rocket into the top corner, which is potentially, so far, the goal of the season. I think it. It's safe to be said that's going to be up there as one of the votes for goal of the season. It's got to be it's an absolute blinder of a shot. Yeah. Final votes are in. No one else can vote anymore. And we have one winner. 29% of the votes was Lookman. 0% went to Fernandez. So Man United fans aren't liking this at all. But Lanzini, the runaway winner. With seventy-one percent of the votes, gotta say it's not really surprising, is it? I was an absolute belter. I had no voice. So I, was, I was talking to my dad at the time, and um, I was my because I've run the Sky Go through my PlayStation. Um, he he was obviously watching the TV, so I just heard him go, "Yes, thank you." <laughs> I, I was I was like, "What? What? What? What's happening?" And he no, sorry, he goes, "Oh, what a beauty!" And I was like, "Oh my god, who scored? Who scored?" And uh, obviously, then a, a few seconds later, my my TV decided to catch up, and I was exactly the same. It was an absolute worldy. There was no stopping that at all. Yeah, I'm glad I didn't turn off after 20 minutes. Uh, <laughs> I, I know a fair few people did because they're like, well, this game's dead. Um, well, well, we were talking, weren't we, Ian? And I was like, oh, have you seen the game? And you went, 
we're gonna get a Tonkin. <laughs> but I we're just it was just very, very bad at first bit. And that is a nice little segue actually into one good, one bad. Um shall we start off in order of the games? Who played first? It was the uh and the most Oh yes. Of course it was. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was the Anfield Barbie. It was a good some fuck. Your second home, mate. I've got the shirt to prove. We both played at Anfield. Everton did first. Yeah, then you robbed it. Yep. <laughs> Don't that. <laughs> did not rob it. We paid for it. Hard cash. They just couldn't afford to stay there. Anyway, um, yes, one good. We didn't lose. A good response from the week before at Villa. Come back with a stronger squad, and we should have won. And the one bad is Virgil Van Dyke's potentially out for numerous months, needing some surgery. Seven to eight months, I heard. Potentially, it... but we'll have to see what happens. Shouldn't that be one good? No, it's one <laughs> bad. It's good for everyone else in the world. Yeah. For well. us. So. Would you not say, sorry, just to chime in there, would you not say that he's been a little bit ropey this season so far? Um, I know he's made a few bad calls, but that's just a new thing. I think he's been quite good. Okay. I, I reckon it was because he was concerned they were going to get tonked like they did against Aston Villa. He's like, I don't want to play anymore. I'm injured. <laughs> <laughs> he's, paid, he's paid the doctors no off. I'm injured. That. Obviously, yeah. we don't, we don't we don't mean, or we don't wish anyone ill on this channel. Um, it was a very unfortunate circumstance. Um, it was a big tackle. I yeah, Lord, it should not have happened. You're it's right. Great. You shouldn't have been offside. <laughs> <laughs> so stop it! I hurt to laugh. It hurts. So we can get into that in a bit because I, I feel there's gonna there's a section called VAR on this list in front of me, uh, and that's certainly gonna come up, I think. So Mike, Arsenal then played Manchester City. Yep, I did turn that one off if I'm honest. But give us your one I, good, I, one I, bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, the one good I'd say. It's hard to pick out anything good from that game because, as as you said, it was a bit of a diabolical game. Um, I think City were there for the taking. We should have gone all beans at them. Mm -hmm. We didn't. We stood off. Uh, I would possibly say the one good was Bukayo Saka. He was the only player I can think that actually wanted to change the game. Um, I would say Gabriel Magalhaes was a close second. Right. Because he put in a, a good few blocks. But I've got to say, my one bad was Mikel Arteta's tactics this week. I didn't understand it at all. Um, we had Willian up top playing in a false nine position. Uh, Abamyang seems to be off the boil at the moment since he signed his contract. Uh, Pepe was okay. Bellerin was a bit rubbish. Just. Tierney was a little bit rubbish. I just, I just think the tactics were wrong. Fair Thomas Partey paid forty-five million for him, and he played eight minutes. The game, the game should have been changed up around about 60, 65 minutes. No, what we were doing wasn't working. Didn't he play? Didn't he play three internationals though? I think he played in all three games, didn't he? 
but even still, I, I would have liked to have seen him get more than eight minutes. Yeah. I, I appreciate, obviously, you don't want to get players burnt out with just coming to the club. But, um, yeah, I, I, I just yeah. think Mikel Arteta's tactics were wrong this week. That's my bad. Well, there's always, also, there's always he... next week. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. But then even then, does he not need a bit more time to embed into the team and the philosophy that Arteta wants him to play under? He's a professional footballer. He should be able to... Uh, oh, his job there is a defensive midfielder. He's yeah. basically sit in front of the defence. And, and s- smash it, through. smash Aguero every time he gets a ball. That's yeah. Job done, isn't That's it? Like, well, Successful. We, we had, what, Fabino for six months before he even started coming into the team, and now he's getting in there all the time. Yeah, but, but he played right back when he came to you. And then he... He's played right back for Monaco more than more often than not, and he's gone in as a defensive midfielder. But best game, of, game. best game of the weekend. Uh, uh, the one we start off with one bad because we always like bad news first. Um, we had a very very slow start, uh, and th- no more needs to be said about it than that. It was a very slow start against a very good Tottenham team. Uh, the one good, one good. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to give it to him is uh, Manuel Lanzini's goal, uh, and I'm, I'm even going to change it to one great because it was a great goal. A um, little bit of information: Tottenham have set a new record, and there'll probably be a DVD coming out about it. They're the first team ever to be three 0 up at 81 minutes and come away with a draw. Say that, not wow. come o- not come away with all three points. So well done, Spurs. Yeah. So DVD coming twenty twenty one. Or just just yeah, well, quite possibly. I was going to say it might 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 be an early release. Just in, if you pre order, you can get it for Christmas. Um, yeah. So there's no more to be said. We we were rubbish in the first sixteen minutes, and then we bossed the game. So don't know what changed. But hey ho, we were we didn't win. It felt like a win, but we should have won. Maybe it was the introduction of uh, Gareth Bale that made the, the difference. No, nah, we after that sixteen minutes, I think they they was like, oh, we've we've uh, we've done this now, and they just sort of yeah, they relaxed Pretty a bit, sure. and we upped our game. Um, right, the next thing on this list is a subject we all love, some more than others. Uh, I don't well love. Disdain, I think. We've all got disdain for this next item. It's probably a better description. Uh, that is VAR. So I'm assuming there is one person and one person only who's got lots to say on the VAR. Yeah, um, but we'll leave me out. We'll talk to Phil. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tell you what, I've still got my hands in bandages. I got burned so badly by VAR this weekend. <laughs> oh, that's a, ho- oh. that's a horrible pun. You're scraping the barrel with that. Come on, give us, give us your rundown of the VAR controversy this week. Where should we start? So, first of all, we'll go with, in order of the game, so was it a red card or was it offside? Who cares? It was a red card no matter what. Um, I think the referee was the one that made was the one that fault not VAR for this because VAR was just looking at the offside. I don't think at all they looked at the the foul and the referee was waiting for VAR to make that decision for him rather than doing that decision or even going to look mm-hmm. at that foul again and looking using the screen. That's what should have happened. The referee referee should have made a decision on it because 
I think in I think everything I've seen and read and all pundits definitely said it's a, a reckless challenge. I mean, he may not have intentionally gone in there to hurt him, but he, he was reckless, and that regards that warrants a red card. Doesn't matter if it was offside or not. It happens. Um, and then end of the game, another another 93rd minute you think you've won the game and you've lost it by a toner it's um frustrating say the least but that's the way that VR is if that's gonna I thought they changed that from last year so the last year they're gonna say these marginal decisions weren't gonna happen anymore and it was gonna if there was clear and obvious then it, they would go with the um go with the forwards mm-hmm. and I was listening um, to talk sport today about it and they were saying with VR, it should be about... Uh, well, actually, offside was brought in to make sure that forwards weren't getting a clear advantage from being offside. How is that an advantage? You're back towards goal, or you're inside on, or whatever, and you're a millimetre off. That's not a clear advantage. That's, there's nothing there. So it's just going into the rules by the T, and it's kind of frustrating, but... I've had to let that one go. A draw at the end of the day is better than a loss, so I would take that. But I'm just more aggrieved by the fact that the red, the red card situation happened and the referee didn't make the decision on it. Uh, the boho. No, we, me, me and Phil was having, we was having a little little chat very briefly uh, before we signed on, and and what what the Premier League have come out and said is that that challenge was looked at, which is why. They're not taking retrospective action on Jordan Pickford. Um, Mm -hmm. Now, I find that slightly hard to believe because although I think keepers should clear their lines and take the player if you need to, which he quite clearly did, it it wasn't the best of challenges. Um, But it was Derby Day, so it's sort of to be expected a little bit. Um, But... Why wasn't the pitch side monitor used? That that's the big question. Yeah. Um, because it should have been. It should have been go and have a look. Quite yeah. simple. Job done. Um it's to help with, the referees. With the amount yes. they've missed. No, I was just gonna say, with the amount of time that they were, they were trying to sort out um his injury, that could have been time that VAR could have checked the challenge, told the ref to go over, and yeah. by the time he got up and off the pitch, that decision could have been made. I agree with that. The that was going to be something I was going to say. Now, now the, I did put up a status on Twitter about Liverpool fans not being too happy about it. So, with that being said, I'd done some research into decisions that were made um, that VAR looked at and were given incorrectly in Liverpool's favour. So, not, I'm not talking about, because they have had some that have gone against them, with offsides being incorrectly called. Uh, I will state that. But there are some real howlers in here that have gone in their favour. So when you look at that in comparison, okay, yes, it was bad. It was a bad challenge. But at the end of the day, swings in roundabouts. So Mane's elbow on Kieran Tierney. That was looked at by VAR. Nothing happened was with it that. Was or was it? It kind of was his forearm. But it doesn't matter. He smashed him yeah, in the face with his arm. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's a straight. Was, it's a straight red. It was elbow. Um, the contact started here and moved down. Yeah. 
as he hit him. So there was so, no intention for that. You saw him yeah. look around, look for him, and arm went up. So there are there are these are things that, that there are things that VAR didn't look at. Um, I can't count them because VAR hasn't looked at them. It would be unfair to say they should have looked at that. Uh, Mohamed Salah's dives. Now, we all know that he went to the Chelsea School of Diving before he uh, went off to the continent and come back to Liverpool. Uh, two against Palace, one against Newcastle, one against Brighton, one against Chelsea, and one against City. All of those led to yellow cards or goals, or goal-scoring opportunities from free kicks or penalties. Uh, so I haven't included ones that VAR didn't look at or didn't go to yellow cards or um, led to goals, essentially. Just fairness, but VAR looked at all of them and they were all, I, I mean, I've looked up footage and photos. Can't show them for copyright reasons, but they were all quite clearly go, oh, hang on, how did he not get yellow for diving? Um, two more incidents. Trent Alexander-Arnold, when you played Man City last year, uh, ham, ham, uh, before, before, before you shake your head, he handballed the ball twice um, in, in your 3-1 win over City. One led to a goal on the counter-attack, and it wasn't given as handball. Uh, one should have been a City penalty, and it wasn't given. Um, both in the pen penalty area, uh, taken away from clear goal-scoring opportunities. VAR looked at both of those and ruled it as no problems. Trent Alexander-Arnold, in his post-match interview, and I quote, Yes, it did. both of them did hit my hand. I was just lucky to get away with it. So you can't shake your head. He admitted he handballed it twice, and he was just lucky to get away with it. And about the one that came off someone else's hand onto his hand. Doesn't matter. He, he, he. I'm talking about the two that VAR looked at, not, not other ones. Yeah, yeah. one of those was coming off Bernard Silva's hand onto his hand. Doesn't matter. He still hand. Both of them handballed still it. Handball. Still handballed it. It went in your favour. Who handballed it? Who handballed it first? But, it doesn't matter, winning your favour. And then uh, a goal against Wolves, handballed by Adam Lallana on his shoulder, and then Van, Van Dyke handballs it to control it, boots it up the field, not given. VAR looked at every single one of those incidents and said it was fine. So, okay, yes, you've had two in this game that have absolute howlers, but you've had several that are absolute howlers that have gone in your favour. It's it, and it's that this is the thing is is and I'm, I'm not tainting every Liverpool fan with the same brushes, but there's a lot of hate. Seven yeah. over seven thousand Liverpool fans have signed up a petition for a bloke to lose his job. It, it's, the referee should have made the decision. That's all I'm saying. It VAR, he did make the decision. He made the decision that VAR said it was fine. Yeah, but he should have gone and looked at it. That's the only thing. And to be, and I don't I don't think all this hate for Pickford's correct i think there's a lot of it. it's just well over the top derby game things happen he didn't mean it move on game's done see now we, we we've been taking the mickey for, for a while now haven't we about saying oh you're going to be unbearable as a liverpool fan now you've won the premier league um i think that's true of most true. liverpool fans <laughs> of, of when you, the littlest thing on a derby day usually you'd be jamie carrier in there would have been clearing people out and he, had, he did every derby day. He was clearing people out without a problem. And if VAR was around, he probably would have received a lot more reds than he did. But he's the first person to jump on the bandwagon and say it's horrendous and this is that and that would never happen. And so he, he was, he's been, sent off, he's been sent off it. He's been sent off in a couple of, of couple of charity games, kicking the hell out of people, let alone derby day. You know, 
For the amount of stuff that has, has gone in Liverpool's favour recently, last year all the media outlets were calling Liverpool Liverpool because of the amount of decisions that you were getting going your way. So it is just very frustrating to see the amount of bad decisions that have gone for lots of other clubs and then two go for you and you, or don't go for you and you go, oh, throw your toys at the pram and it's just a big, big, big fuss, you know? Like, get on with it. It's a game. You should, you should, if, if you're going to win, win. Score six goals. You know? Don't go, oh, we've had three bad weeks. We deserve more decisions. They looked at it. That's what they've said. Premier League, VAR looked at Jordan Pickford. So you can't, you can't then retrospectively ban him if you've already looked at that incident. Len checking something online now. Lanzini, Len, <laughs> Len, he's going to call you out on but, West Ham stuff. Well, I think he can do. I don't care. <laughs> don't do but I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying we haven't had decisions go our way. We've had decisions go our way. Decisions not go our way. The only, it's life. It happens in every team. It's the, the, just bit, the, way the bit that frustrates. The bit that no. Yeah. So the bit that frustrates me is the amount of hate towards referees and everything else. They've got a very difficult job because, in one way or another, someone's going to be unhappy. This week it was mm-hmm. Liverpool fans are unhappy. Okay, next week it will probably be Sheffield United fans that will be unhappy because something won't go their way. But that's 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 life, you know. They they retrospectively ban have banned two players oh, for yeah. diving. They've not banned Salah ever. They've not banned Ashley Young ever. But you know, it's who are two players who are known for their diving. Two players never got retrospectively banned. If we want to look at everything retrospectively, people are not being relegated. People are being relegated. People are winning titles. People are not. You know, it's it's part and parcel of the game now. Yes, it's frustrating, but get on with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I did do a little bit of research, and I did look at I did look at videos and photos myself. I didn't just take out one article and go, "Oh, is that?" I looked at several things and verified some. Because there were some that went on a list that when I did a bit more deep diving into it, it was like, no, there's, there's no way that's not a clear foul. That was a correct decision. So, um, yeah, I will say that. But more positive. We've got more football coming next week. Whoop, whoop. Oh, yeah, there's Champions League game as well. There which, is Champions uh, League game. Do you, do you guys know about that? I don't care about Champions League, mate. Champions League for suckers. Yeah, it's, it's shit competition, mate. Europa League's where it's at. <laughs> I'm just going to... I'm sticking with... Uh, I was going to stick with League Cup, but Everton knocked us out of that. <laughs> Pick, Pickford, Pickford should have been sent off in that one as well. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> no. All I should say is Pickford, my... out of number one for England, doesn't need to be I, Oh, yeah, no, he's t- certainly not number one, England number one. I don't think so, anyway. But, Mike... Yes. Scores on the doors, please, yes. if you will. Um, so it was a pretty, pretty poor week for you guys, actually. Um, I think the the Everton Liverpool game, I definitely it definitely helped me out for that weekend. I had that down as a two two draw, and <laughs> lo and behold, the draw come in. So, um, hey, what what are you saying? Are you the person who was at Stockley Park? Is that what you're trying to tell us? Um, you didn't see me Saturday, did you? I didn't, no. But then, no, no definitely wasn't me. <laughs> Fantastic. So wait, I was lucky. You, 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 Arsenal should have scored against Man City, and I would have got some points. Oh, we, yeah, we should have, but we didn't. Um, <laughs> no, no. 
just going back on that whole VAR thing, there's loads of people saying that we should have had a penalty for Carl um, oh, Walker with a high foot. To be honest, I, I looked at that decision and I was a bit like, I don't think there's an... Had he hit Gabriel, yes. I would have said, yeah, penalty. But, I mean, there was a, a clear football distance between the two. So uh, that's just my two pence on the matter. That's my VAR controversy for this week. Um, <laughs> so, yes, we had three uh, three games. Liverpool, um, Liverpool, Everton, Arsenal, Man City and uh, Tottenham, West Ham. Yep. Um, I come away with four points. Um, you two come away with zero. So the standings for the FDT TV season um, has all changed. I go into the lead with 14 points, Phil on 10, and Ian on 8. Surely I should so, get a bonus point for Lanzini's goal. Uh, Rid- no, West Ham should. Riding, on, riding on the <laughs> coattails of others, like most certainly, extra point. Justice for Lanzini. <laughs> <laughs> I will point out that actually I've caught up on the fantasy league from starting a week behind. That's now. That's not our fault. You started a week behind. That's, 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 that's not important, mate. That's you're not playing for this in the fantasy football team, are you? You're not playing for that. That's what it's at. That's what it's at. Um, so yes, moving on to uh, this weekend's fixtures, boys. We've got West Ham versus Manchester City, mm-hmm. uh, Liverpool versus Sheffield United, and Arsenal versus Leicester. So we'll start with you, Ian, as it's the um, the first game of the weekend. Okay, uh, we... West Ham versus Manchester City. What I will say is we started slow against Tottenham, um, and that can't happen again. If I'm honest. I feel like we got we we're scoring goals at the minute, and we'll probably keep on that track. But we're not um, we're not keeping clean sheets either. So City are looking like a bit more of a fuller squad now. They've got to start their season at some point. I just hope it's not against us. Um, we don't generally play well against them, uh, and there are controversies in those games where we score goals that get disallowed for no reason um but i've gone a little bit more confident than i did last week um i've gone for a two-all draw i can just see us getting a point out of that game and being phenomenal mr Bannerman, off you go yeah so i was talking to ian about this beforehand and i'm gonna give west ham a lot of credit for this one i think Man City haven't been playing at all well. They're still getting used to certain things, injuries that have happened, new players coming in. They haven't been scoring great. They haven't, and that could be their weakness. And West Ham have been playing really well. And it's a home game for West Ham as well, which could do them the speed of not having to travel. They'll be, more, they'll be fresher and that could come into handy. So I'm going to 2-1 West Ham. Wow. If we come away 2 1, I'll be I'll be absolutely ecstatic. Uh I've kind of gone the other way. Um I think Manchester City, they um they did have a pretty good pressing game against us. Uh they were good at blocking off all the channels, closing down really well. Um there was a couple of times we managed to kind of break through the barriers, but just unfortunately didn't have the uh enough goal to get us a goal. Um, but they've got Aguero back now. Uh, he's back, and um, I think 
this could be the game that they start to fire on all cylinders. I'd say they were probably in the third or fourth gear uh, against us. They got the result, um, but I think coming up against West Ham, um, I think is when it will all click and I've gone for 2-4. Well, you know what that means? That means someone's getting three points. That is what that means. That uh, I mean, you could start is it to open points or just one point. What? Someone's getting a minimum of a point. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. It's one okay. point for a correct result. Oh, okay. Yeah, of course it is. A three points three for points a correct for result. Yeah. Point. Okay. But some, yeah. So, but you could start to pull a, out a little lead here, Mike. Could <sighs> do. He's hoping I want to retain that title. Wait, I'm <laughs> and not. It's going to be a, a goldish nil-nil draw. You just you bring up the rear, <laughs> aren't you, mate? <laughs> and get get it from behind. That's, that's where he's at. It's usual position. Uh, so moving swiftly on, um, Liverpool <laughs> versus Sheffield United. Bill Shaw boys. Yeah, it's going to be our boys and Sheffield have been playing great so far this year, and I think that's the good thing about this, and gives me some confidence that we'll come into this wanting to win get back that train rolling again. I mean, we've got the players in the squad to come in and take over the injuries. Hope Thiago's not too bad and can come back in. And I think Matip's having a, a scan at the moment to understand the potential injury from him. So I thought we could got Fabina who can play centre-back. We've got Milner who could go in there. We've got Gomez. So it's not too worrying. The attack's still there. They're still scoring. Mane's back. So I'm going 3-0 Liverpool. 3-0, as a confident one, especially with Adrian in goal, mate. That's what I was going to say. Go on, you want next, Mike? No, you go for it, mate. Okay, so Adrian in goal, no Van Dijk, potentially no Matip. All right, you've got Mane back, but Sheffield United have got a new fella, haven't they? Who knows Liverpool very, very well in uh, Rian Brewster. I can see him coming back to be a little bit of a, a haunting for you. So I've gone 2-1 to Sheffield, even though they've been playing like dog poo this year. That's my prediction. I'm sure they'll be, I'm sure they'll be saying in his contract saying he won't be able to play. No, he, they bought him. Yeah. No, you never know. <laughs> what a stupid state. Do you think they would have bought a player if they, if they turned around and said, yeah, you can buy it, but he's uh, not allowed to play against us. <laughs> He's only allowed to play against seventy six percent of the league. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, We've got other clauses in there. You never know. <laughs> yeah, you do never know. Yeah, but they you might just never know. If if that is a clause, um, I think if 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 that's the case, and we can find that the reason if he doesn't play, that's the reason why I think we should give him an extra point. Yeah. I, all right. I'll I'll deal with that. <laughs> I think that's that. only fair. <laughs> <laughs> They were even calling no, that. No, because they'll come out and say he's injured. <laughs> no, we've got to, you've got to find oh, definitive to proof. That's the reason why, isn't it? Oh, brilliant. Um, Don't make me laugh. Right, it so hurts. My, my prediction, um, I think Sheffield United haven't really had much, uh, a good start this season. Um, 
Liverpool have been a little bit hit and miss, and obviously they have got injuries to a few key players. Uh, I, too, will echo the fact that Adrian is in goal. He has pulled out some unbelievable saves for you in the past. Um, I think it's purely possibly a confidence issue that he's got at the moment. Um, I have put you down for a win, but I think it's going to be a close one. I'm going to go for a 2-1 to Liverpool. And lastly, my boys, Arsenal versus Leicester. This is a bit of a tricky one for me because I don't know. Well, I've, I've obviously written my score down, what I think is going to happen, mm-hmm. or what I hope to happen. Um, we come off the back of a cup win against Leicester, which was a very much, I appreciate it, changed team. Jamie Vardy loves coming to Arsenal and scoring goals, or scoring the goals against us, full stop. Um, I don't think that Arsenal have hit the best that they have hit. We saw glimpses of it on the first game against Fulham, uh, and since then we've been a bit of a damp squib. I will hold my hands up and say that. Um, but we we play better at home than we do away. Um, and our record against Leicester, I'd say, is a pretty good record. So I'm going to put us down for a 3-1 win. Interesting. With a Bamiang to score as well. Go on. He hasn't scored since yeah, go on, Phil. I'll let you, uh, let you go next. I was going to say, you, you haven't played well since Fulham, but who said you played well against Fulham? And has Fulham played really bad, which has been proven since they haven't yet to win it again. But there's something to think well, about, Mike. Well, uh, Fulham just played poor and made you look, look, look really good. It's a fair comment. Anyway, I still think you're going to beat Leicester. I think Leicester have... Are we, I'm not in form at the moment. They're missing Sian Chu and will be for a while. And he's been made in, make a difference at their back, their defence. They don't seem to be scoring a lot of goals recently, even though they did beat Man City. They kind of thought, that's it. We've done the thing. We've done the best thing we can do this season. Our season's finished and they just haven't turned up since. They got um, Leeds tonight, though, so we'll have to see what happens there. And they got Wolves, sorry. Um, have they? No. Don't worry about it. Ignore me. That's Leeds and Wolves tonight. But Leicester, I don't think they've got much in them at the moment, and so therefore... I'm going to go for Arsenal two, Leicester one. Okay. So, as Phil said, the big the big Turk Soyuncu is out for three months. Um, so that that's a big miss for Leicester. I feel Jamie Vardy won't be having a party this time round. There's a little pun for you. Uh, I think I, that, I think the Thomas Thomas party will will be sitting. In the middle of that midfield, um, I think you'll see a lot more attacking from Arsenal this week, knowing that Leicester have defensive frailties about them at the moment, and they've got to fill a big gap in mid in the defence. Um, I do think we'll see Aubameyang on the score sheet, not only because I can now say his name properly, but just because he is a quality <laughs> player. Um, I've gone Arsenal three, Leicester one. Sorry. So that's that's my prediction. Phil Back in us. Yes. Um because obviously you your team was uh hard done by this week, can you give us a word of the week? 
any time you're in here. <laughs> 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 Just... it, went, it went cut out for a minute. Oh, said, can you hundred hard done by this week? Can you give us a word of the week, please? Okay. <laughs> Hashtag referee. After referee. That's, that's the word of the week, referee. Do you see or just leave an awkward silence in the comments? That also works. <laughs> and we've been getting that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh my lord. It was annoying I was handcuffed during that game. I couldn't even see the result. What? I don't want to know what you get up to your weekends, mate. Um, uh, between you and your missus, you keep that between yourself. How can you? How can you say that that was a clear red card if you were handcuffed and couldn't see? Terrible. That's a fair point. It's... That is a fair point. Typical liberal. Oh, typical liberal fan. Because you can, because replays, there's, you can easily watch it back after the event. Mm. Right. Any other business? That's always a good one. It encompasses everything, to... doesn't it? So uh, go at it, boys. He rates this whole paying for the games. Mm -hmm. So originally, when we talked about it last week, I thought, okay, they're going to bring in and we're going to be able to watch the three o'clock games that everyone else in the world can, that gets and we don't. Yep. And as, as the no fans going to these games, we might be able to suddenly start watching three o'clock games. And then you look at what games have been on Sky Box Office or whatever it is to pay for these games. How many are at three o'clock? Five, usually, None. I think. Yeah, I think because the the traditional way that the seasons has been run previously, we would normally see possibly three, four games around about the three o'clock mark. But because we've got such a tight fixture, fixture congestion, we're now seeing less games in the day, but more games throughout the day, if that makes sense. Right, okay. um, so what, what, what I mean by that is that you would have normally or traditionally you'd have your 12 o'clock or uh, 12 30 kickoff three yep, or three four four three o'clock kickoffs and then one five o'clock or the saturday night football which is the yeah. half five but you're now seeing the 12 30 three o'clock half five eight o'clock on a saturday and then you're also seeing 12 o'clock two at two thirty one at four and one at seven on a sunday yep but that's no real no difference why not pay more than three o'clock because it, well, you need to take other teams' fixtures into account. So if you look at teams in the Champions League, teams in the Europa League, they've That's got they every season though. Why why spread it out yeah, see, over a longer period of time during the day? It makes no sense. I've, I've got to you... agree with Phil here. I don't care about other teams' fixtures. If you're playing extra games in the Champions League, that's not my problem. And it's always been <laughs> not the problem. Like you're playing Saturday, Sunday. Why why spread it out across Saturday? Why spread it out across Sunday when it should just be the same? It seems that they. They're making more available to TV and more, other fixtures more available to sell. Mm. Uh, oh, I think that's, that's definitely that's more likely happening. I I am interested to see how much of this money goes back into the club or into the clubs that are watching it, whether they're taking um, or how much how much how much of a chunk that the broadcasters are taking for their part, and how much then goes into the. Excuse me, into the clubs because obviously they can't get fans in at the moment, so it does make sense. It would make more sense for the team to be able to stream their own game, yep, because then you could pay money directly to the club and then you'd be able to watch their games and they start getting a the revenue back in, which means they won't collapse. Because if you think what? about the 
number of people around the world that would support your particular club, there's going to be millions, millions and millions and millions. Yep. Unless you're a Liverpool fan. Um, <laughs> then I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, but do you know what I mean? It, it will yeah. make sense that we take take yeah. the initiative or the clubs to take the initiative. I get there's TV rights and all that sort of stuff, but it seems stupid that the club should be able to offer its own TV slash subscription service yeah. where they would be able to yeah. play that. Well, you saw, you saw, you're replacing match day tickets at that point, aren't you? By yeah, uh, that's essentially what you said. You're seeing a virtual match day ticket. What I will say is, from what I've seen um, happening, is there's no pre-match build-up. There's no post-match interviews. There's nothing like that. It's literally a holding screen to say, kick off at this time. It comes on. It goes on. Adverts throughout half-time. As soon as it finishes, close it off. That's it. There's no... Right. But for for 15 quid, you're going to want a little bit of stuff, aren't you? Yeah. Especially... Yeah, yeah, um, I mean, there was a French guy I had a little to and fro from um, on Twitter was saying that he pays €9 Euros a month Every Premier League football game. What? Morning, noon, or night. Three o'clock kickoff, twelve o'clock kickoff. Monday night football. BT Sky, whatever it is, they they have a thing out there. It's nine. It's nine euros a month, um, and he gets to watch every game, any game he likes. So, this is directed at people living in the UK. It's not directed around Europe or around the world. It is UK based, which makes it, I think, even more ridiculous. Yeah, especially I think the next game you have to pay. I was looking at the results for like the upcoming weekend. So ours is Liverpool Sheffield is on Skybox Office yep. at eight o'clock on a Saturday night. Really? That that game is normally showed on TV, no problems. Sunday, seven fifteen, Arsenal Leicester City on Skybox Office. Both of that. Yeah, exactly. The rest of the games are normally you get three games on Sunday. They all be on TV. Yeah. On Saturday you'd get two thirty. The twelve thirty would be on TV. The five thirty and the late game would be on. And yeah. now it's just the early game. The three o'clock game's not on TV. It might be a BT, but you never know. Uh, Man United's on Sky, and then you have to pay for the the late game. It's just it doesn't make sense. The, what they, the, what yeah. They come out the, the trouble is the only the only way there will be any change. The same within. Football with VAR is if people start to boycott it. Yeah. If people don't buy it, they will have to change it because they'll go, we're spending money here to do this and no one's taking it up or we're not making as much money as we want to, so let's change it. Uh, same with VAR. Uh, as we said previously, if you want it to change, don't turn up on match day. You haven't really got a choice at the moment, but don't tune into <laughs> it. Council... Cancel your Sky subscription. Cancel your BT subscription. That's to ring up Sky and cancel mine because I'm I'm paid off the whole situation. But but that's and it makes you wonder, doesn't it? For for other countries, and this isn't this isn't a racist slur or anything like that. It just it it frustrates me that it's for our. Or the English Premier League, yep. and yet we seem to be getting ripped the arse out of in order to be able to watch it. We've got the highest match day tickets in the world yep. for, for when games are in there, and you're now having to... Uh, you pay your, your Sky, your BT subscriptions, Amazon Prime are now showing some games as well. You're now having to pay 15 quid for 
the occasional game that's not being viewed on telly. And I appreciate other clubs need exposure on TV as well in order to get the money to be able to survive. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you've got, as you said, you've got other kind of France, nine, nine euros a month and they can watch everything. I remember going over to, um, to Dublin a couple of years ago and we just walked into a pub. Manchester City had just finished and I knew it was coming up to three o'clock. Arsenal were playing West Ham. And I was like, oh, it's going to go on to Gillette Soccer Saturday. I'll just be able to like peer over the missus' shoulder just to keep an eye on the score. They had the game on. Yep. Yeah, I've been in the middle of Africa. I was in Africa a few years ago. And their coverage of the Premier League is amazing. Yep. But, that, but that's because we have just expose, uh, uh, this What's the word? Expendable cash as, as, as a population that we will spend on anything. They will go, here you go, here's this. And they go, oh, okay, I'll pay it. No one goes, I ain't paying that. If you if you said in France, well, okay, to watch uh, your team play, it's going to be £15 a game. They'll have a riot in the street about it because that's how they do things and that's how they get changed. We don't do that. We just go, oh, okay, I'll pay that. It's a bit like inter- internet speeds and cost. We've, we are rated number one for cost to get high-speed internet. There are third-world countries in Africa who have higher internet speeds than the UK, yet we pay 86 times what they do for it. But that's because theirs is brand new put... Well, theirs is brand new put in, but we will. Do you want to to switch? No, because it's hassle. Because we've got to sit on the phone for 45 minutes for someone to go, we'll offer you a new deal, and this, that, and the other. But but that's... Don't be happy with it. What I would suggest to you is, in as a safer way as possible, go down to your local non-league team and pay their £4 to get in and watch the football. If that's if that that would be a much better better way if you can do it safely and be socially distanced and make sure that you're going to be all right, go and do that. It will benefit football a lot more, and it will also show Premier League that no one wants their service of bullshit. That that's, that's not even patronising. I really I really yeah. think that's a good message. To say, providing you can do it safe, if, if it's not safe to do, then don't do it because obviously we're in the middle of a pandemic and there are serious there are restrictions out there. Yeah, but there are serious implications if you don't stick to these rules. People get ill, they die. So it was providing you can do it safely and you can keep covered and you can keep away from people, go and support your local non-league club because they're the only people who are allowing crowds in at the moment. A little bit um, controversial some of them don't have the ability to be able to put things in place that some of these other big clubs do but that's the way the government have ruled it and the Premier League have ruled it and the EFL have ruled it so hey ho go and support your local club even if it's turning up on a Saturday or Sunday or Saturday whenever you play to come and watch the free ones over the park you know go and show support there I don't I don't say that very often because especially when it's horrible and cold out but <laughs> as it is now yeah but obviously if you've got covid then stay indoors you dickhead <laughs> we don't want your germs did you hear about here's a here's a football related covid story wayne rooney was it eight hours before kickoff his friend who he knows has covid 
come to visit him and he let him in. Apparently he didn't know he had COVID and he, he told him afterwards that he had it and he got really angry at him. I suppose he didn't try and knock him out though, He's did he? That always goes badly. Selfish. Yeah, Ray Rooney has had a test and come out come back ne- as well. negative, yeah. But, but, but surely, sure, yeah, surely though, he should be reporting his mate and getting him done. Yeah, I would. Because that's who else has he done that to? Who else has he come in contact with? It's really not on, is it? No, that's but, not um, on at all. You mean you're you're putting other? You're not just putting him at risk because he might test negative, but he may be carrying it now. Yep. Oh, so, he's got a family, isn't he? Yeah. Um. Uh, hey ho! Should we? Uh, has anyone got any more? You think more positive? Another awkward silence. That's always good. There's football again this week. <laughs> yeah, there's no yeah, more. Please. No, no more con- Champions League. No more controversies until the weekend, please. West Ham didn't lose. Is good. And Liverpool didn't um, lose. Project Big Picture. Just a recap on that. Has totally been scrapped now. Um, yeah, in the bin. But I'm pretty sure that I did mention this last week. I think Liverpool, Manchester, Manchester United should be boycotted from the league. Because they said, oh, if you don't do it, we're going to leave. So there's a door. Yeah. Off you go. See how well you do on your own. Try them in the Scottish and, League. And that's not necessarily the club, but the owners. Um, who said that? So it gives a chance for Arsenal to get in the top four for once. Oh, they'll finish in the top four anyway. <laughs> but no, do you not do you not, do you not think though that, that that's that's a bit taking the mick because they they've said under the umbrella of the club, if you don't do it, we're gonna leave. Yeah. They they don't they don't care what happens to that football club when it's making the money. Yep. If they was to yeah. be taken up on that offer, off you go. That. But it's it is that I mean Manchester United owners are rife for controversy, aren't they? Uh, they're not very well liked, the old Glazers. I don't know who owns Liverpool now, but no one likes Liverpool anyway. Apart from Phil. Phil likes Liverpool. Isn't it the K- KGB or something, isn't it? Their own... No, no. The KGB? Weren't that the, the, weren't that the Russian group. people? <laughs> KGB. <laughs> it's FSB. No, no, uh, FSB. They, they own yeah, American FSG, people, sorry. don't they? You, they you're talking about FSB, which is like the, the Russian secret police, but it's the... Um, Fenway Sports Group. Hang on. Yeah, it's also FSB as well, Mike, if you have a look at that. Oh, I, okay. I thought they own Chelsea, the Russians. They do. No, that's the Mafia. Owned by Americans. That's the Mafia. So who own, who, it's Americans, isn't it, that own Liverpool? Yeah, Fenway. Yeah. Do they, they own other sporting groups, don't they, in America? Franchise. Or franchises. Yeah, better word. Yeah. Who else do they own? I think it's... It's an NFL one, isn't there? I think it's baseball. baseball. Oh, baseball, okay. It's the, the Sox. The Sox. Oh, okay. I was going to say, no one really cares about baseball, do they? Not it's like glorified rounders, like, isn't I it? Quite, I quite like it. Yeah, Boston Red Sox. Do you? Yeah, I, I do. I do quite like baseball. Is that because you don't Is understand that, cricket? the world's most boringest game? No, cricket. What's that? No, 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 no. World's most boring games to watch. The top three in that are golf, cricket, and tennis. Yes, I'd agree. Who watches golf? I like playing it. It's quite good. <sighs> tennis is just like yeah, but to watch to watch to watch golf on telly to play golf, I I quite enjoy. To watch it on telly, 
you've got to be you've got to have nothing like literally do anything Ew. throw paper bags into the air repeatedly and just watch them float but that's more entertaining than watching golf on tv have you ever seen uh, baseball if we do that can we get sure. that can we get that plastic uh, soldiers with the parachutes and just yes because yes. well, that that you're looking at maybe 15 to 20 percent more entertaining than watching watching golf on tv and that's after doing it for four days because like the first the, you, you can't watch one round because that means nothing it's like cricket games why are cricket games going for five days what's the point do it in one if you buy a ticket for the fifth day and the game's already over, do you know what? You don't get a refund. Oh, there's no cricket today, mate. Sorry, missed that. Should have come yesterday. It rained off. Yeah, it's they're so pointless. Big. They're pointless sport. One day. Just do it on yeah, one day. I totally agree. <laughs> one day international. That's all you need. Job done. Uh, I need a batsman to stand there standing for eight hours not, hitting a, not, not trying to hit a ball. <laughs> well, yeah. Just get in the way of that. What are coming in? Most exciting sports to watch? Fishing? Football. Football. Ice hockey. Mixed martial arts. Yeah. Deadly wings. Oh, Deadly wings. You know, guys, talk about martial arts. Have you seen the UFC takedown recently? Where he, the guy grabbed his foot and he literally spun around and cracked yeah, him in the jaw. Yeah, spinning back. It's amazing. We're no, not. It went viral, mate. It was, it was, on, the, it was, it was on the undercard of... I can't remember. There's a good you UFC fight it. coming up soon, though. Yes, yeah, Khabib, isn't it? It is. Have you been Nurga Nurga the Medov versus Justin Gaethje? That'd be a good fight. That's this week. It is. Yes. Yeah, I saw an advert for that on BT the other day. I'm in. Bonus point. Who's going to win? The first one you said. I can't pronounce either of them. Khabib Nurga the Medov. Yeah, him. <laughs> that one. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll probably agree. He'll go. Who's the guy that beat um, Conor McGregor? Uh, what's his name? Yeah, that, yeah. I nearly said Rory McGregor then. Yeah, <laughs> but it's definitely not him. He's coming back as well, Conor McGregor. Oh, and Dustin Poirier. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Um, yeah, I think Habib's going to go thirty and zero, and then I think he'll probably retire. Why not? Do you not think there'll be one more fight with him and McGregor? No. Or do you reckon that ship has sailed? Uh, I think that ship has sailed. I think he uh, that got very personal, didn't it? Um, hmm. I mean, Habib's dad passed away, didn't he? So this will be his fight without, or oh, second fight without him. Um, and I just think he'll go thirty zero, and he turned down like the ultimate fighter, didn't he, against McGregor? He said, I don't need to. What's, I've, I've already showed that I'm miles better than him. Um, but you never know. Money talks, isn't it? You can say it with me, is 100 million quid. Yeah. Maybe. Not many people turn 100 million down, would they? No. I would. It, we, he's, but he's not, he's not in it for the money. He's, he showed that, didn't he? When they wanted him to, uh, they held his purse. He went, I don't want it. Keep it all. So, that's, that's what I'd be like. Yeah. What for a hundred million? <laughs> I'll have your cut then. Yeah, go for it. Go for it. But uh, you, you get in the ring. I'll be that bloke from Rocky. Okay. I can't think of his name. Whispers in your ear. Corner man. Phil can be Adrian. 
We need crazy fast speed. Yeah. That guy. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Yeah. Cool. You be Mickey. That's the one. You be Mickey. I'll get a funny hat. <laughs> you be Mickey, I'll be Mikey. Adrian. Oh, yeah. So well, we've, we've covered a lot. Death, yeah. We are, we are. We've covered a lot of things this week. Um, we've we've dragged on a lot longer than what we would have, but we've had a lot to talk about. So that's mm. always good. Um, it was a very big weekend. Derby days always are, especially when there's two of them. Um, yeah. So let's sign off. I've been Ian. Yeah. I've been Mike. I've been Phil. Thank you for watching week. or listening. Uh. Keep an eye out for upcoming videos such as lineup predictions and maybe something else. Who knows? If you're not subscribed, you'll never know. So, till then, we'll see you next week. Bye.